The Grim Reaper Gamers are a 25 and older video game community with members spanning the globe, playing games across all genres and platforms. Bring your thick skin, drink of choice, and grab your controllers. GRG members are on nightly with official community nights every Wednesday. And now, it's time for the, the ReaperCast. Reaper Hello and welcome to the 183rd episode of the ReaperCast. My name is Jack and I'll be your host for this episode. You may also know me as the head grumpkin in charge of the Green Reaper Gamers, Lala Calamari. And all I have to say is E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! Uh, I'm a dope. I scheduled the podcast on an Eagles Monday Night Football and I'm a little, little worked up over it, so I'm a little excited. Sorry about that. Probably blew his ears out, but suck it. The Eagles are on, and I'm watching them. All right. For tonight's podcast, we will be discussing the latest Destiny news, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2's multiplayer and Warzone reveal, Discord voice chat coming to Xbox, the latest Fortnite season, as well as what TV shows and movies we are watching. So we have a lot of ground to cover, and we have Valiant on here, so... We got to move along. <laughs> Valiant, what you drinking and how is Destiny treating you? So Destiny's great. You know, we'll talk more about that, of course. I am drinking some water uh, because I'm I'm kind of trying to stick to my my diet here during the week. No, no beers on the weekdays. So I'm uh, still on my trying to lose 20 pounds uh, kick. That's just unacceptable. Unacceptable. I, know, I, know. I do feel guilty about it, but uh, you never know. It's by the end of the show, you guys might be wishing I had a couple beers. So, <laughs> I do have a valiant story to say. He actually played a night of uh, Fortnite. It uh, it was it was uh, one of those things where uh, I I think I bumped my head and I wasn't feeling well, and Lala invited me into Fortnite, and somehow I ended up there. I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> uh, so I think I pushed on the wrong button or whatever. Your Xbox was really confused that night. It actually installed another game. It was amazing. I'm I'm really happy that it was able to do so. And uh, yeah, that it's true. I I don't know what happened, but uh, but it was good. Now we're obviously making fun, but <laughs> I, it was it was a good time. It was good for us. It was uh, it was good hanging out with uh, you and Selden. Yeah. Uh, once again, my name is Jack Lala Calamari from the site. I am drinking a Cape May Brewing Company Oktoberfest. So it's uh, October. It's time for pumpkin and cinnamon beer, right? Well, it's not pumpkin. Stop it. <laughs> no, I'm not basic like Gunny is. Uh, Cape May is the is is the in Grex's mecca. It's on the Jersey Shore. It's uh, the furthest shore point. Right next to his favorite place, Wildwood. That's that's where Grex grew up. Wildwood and Sea Isle. Uh, the beer's pretty good. And what am I playing? I am playing a lot of Elder Scrolls Online. I've been trying to uh, to do a few things there, complete some of the older zones that I haven't run through, as well as playing Fortnite. It's Those true. are the two main games I've been playing right now. I mean, to be honest, Lala... Fortnite's kind of one of the guilty pleasures for you, isn't it? It's one of those that you know. It's not even guilty. I I love it. 
<laughs> I absolutely love it. I love the uh, the z- the zero build, um, and I like the battle royale games. And Warzone makes me miserable playing Warzone. I'm just angry the entire time. Where Fortnite, it's a little bit more casual, a little bit more relaxed. I'll tell you what, you know, Giddy's been on me for a long time saying, you know, that if you get her to play Fortnite, I'll play another Fortnite night with you. Oh, there we go. Off the shooting it because I know she's been miserable in Warzone too. I think Warzone's really uh it's been Burned rough lately. Yeah, yeah, it's just so I'm kinda trying to stay away from that, waiting for the next Call of Duty title to come out and then I'll pick that game up. But all right. Yeah. I don't think there's any space magic in that, so <laughs> no space. <laughs> we also have a third person on the podcast tonight. Joining us for the first time is Disco Joker. Disco, how you doing? What you drinking and what you playing? Konnichiwa, bitches. Uh, <laughs> I am uh, drinking Four Roses, the bourbon of champions. Uh, and uh, like you, Lala, I uh, jumped in to the most recent season of Fortnite to check that out and see what kind of improvements they'd made. So that that that's sort of my dick thus far. Nice, nice. As always, when we when you first join the podcast, we have to put you through the torture of the member spotlight questions. So uh, let's just get started right into that. First up, gamer tags almost always tell us something about their owners. Tell us about yours. Gosh, yeah, I don't want to overthink it, but uh, so I have two uh, uh, boys, and they were uh, passionate about Legos. And uh, one of the Lego sets that one of them was super into was the Lego Batman set. And they had a, a build out that was the, the, the disco Batman. Uh, and then uh, one of the knockoff groups, uh, Brickstar or something, came out with a disco Joker. And for some reason, I was just really tickled with the, the, the picture in my mind of uh, the Joker just being an agent of chaos, blowing shit up. Uh, to the soundtrack of Saturday Night Live, right, with the Bee Gees wailing away in the background. Uh, and so when I was trying to pick a good name, and of course all the good, good names are taken, right, uh, I thought about uh, the embodiment of that agent of chaos, but but feeling the boogie fever while I'm doing it. So that's where Disco Joker comes from. Oddly enough, I had no trouble finding mine. How long have you been gaming? Like can, continuously? Uh, yeah, like when did you start? Like, <laughs> yeah, so we're not going to count like the the prepubescent uh, hanging out in the basement playing on the Atari. The, the, no, that those, counts. No, that, that counts. counts. Yeah, 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 man. Well, you know, so I, I grew up in the the seventies and eighties, and and that was, I mean, I had an early. The first video game I had was Pong, right? I don't want to date myself too much, but uh, uh, and, and then about at my level too. <laughs> <laughs> And then, of course, you know, uh, a misspent youth uh, playing Atari and sort of graduating up as uh, the, the game systems evolved. And then, you know, I uh, graduated college and had to go out in the real world and get a job and do things. And somewhere along the way, just sort of stopped playing. Like I said, I have uh, two boys and, and they started gaming and kind of got me back into it here in the past few years. 
And uh, I realized, man, I, I just really enjoy this. Like, I thought uh, you had to leave that behind when you got older and, and became an adult. And what I've come to realize is, no, that's actually uh, an excellent outlet for the, the daily stresses we deal with as adults. So uh, I've sort of resumed with a, a fury here the past few years. COVID certainly helped uh, from that perspective, right? Like, like many people, uh, all of a sudden I was at home and I had uh, plenty of time uh, to, you know, figure out uh, what I was doing on the Xbox or the PS4. Uh, assuming you're not a professional gamer like I am, what is your day job? <laughs> Far from, far from. Uh, so my day job, uh, I work in investment management. I uh, recently launched my own uh, agency where I specialize in doing communications for investment managers. Uh, so, you know, writing and content creation and podcasting and things of that nature. What is your favorite game of all time? I had to kind of go back because I've spent so many account uh, just – wasted hours on so many different titles but i would probably say uh the most that i've ever played a game title was madden uh i have spent years playing madden as it sort of evolved and of course you know kind of stopped playing as i got older and i come back to it and it really hasn't changed all that much frankly uh so i would say madden and then more recently much like you lala i've discovered Fortnite and uh, I, that's a hoot, man. Just logging into that and for 15 minutes a stretch, it's not uh, so much the grind as it is just a great stress relief. What upcoming game or games are you mostly looking forward to? I don't know if you guys have this experience, but because uh, you know I have teenage kids and and they're uh, big into gaming, anytime a game comes out that one of them wants to play, we all end up playing it. So I, I was looking at sort of the list of uh, things that these guys are all looking forward to, plus what I'm sort of looking forward to. Obviously, Call of Duty. I'm interested in seeing what changes they make there. Overwatch was uh, a game that we really enjoyed playing together. So I, I, I'm hopeful for Overwatch 2, although the, the beta stuff that I'm hearing uh, is is sort of not so positive. So we'll, we'll see how that plays out uh god of war ragnarok uh that's on the must play list as is the the next assassin's creed i'm sort of interested to see uh, you know i saw the trailer for um the suicide squad the the kill all the justice league guys uh and as a fan of the movies i'd, I'd love to play the game i'm just sort of again hoping that they get it right i don't know if you guys tried playing the uh the Marvel, the Avengers game, but that was um, a, a tough task to just stomach and getting getting through. Uh, and and if you guys have watched any of the the trailers on Starfield, that looks really interesting. So a number of games coming out that uh, I think we'll definitely check out and, and see how they play. You mentioned uh, you know playing with your kids. Now my I have two boys. One's in college and one's just graduated. So I, I game with them a lot. Unfortunately, I can't stand gaming with my youngest. He's a fucking nightmare. He's like the people I'm trying to escape from. I literally quit when playing with him. But I game with my oldest a lot now. Do you game with your kids a lot? Like uh, when you're playing Fortnite and everything? or? Yeah, you know, initially I, I worried about uh, the fact that the kids were spending so much time playing games. And, you know, I wanted them to get out and throw the ball with the old man outside. And what I came to realize was playing games with my kids is the new throwing the ball. Right. Yeah. Like if, if you want to like check in with your kids and spend quality time and see what they're doing and 
where they're at. There's nothing better than sitting down with your kids and, and spending an hour playing a game and they'll open up to you, man. They'll, they'll tell you what's going on in their world and, and you know, what, what they're dealing with at school. And all of a sudden now you've got a, a, a bridge that you can build in a way that, you know, before gaming, I, I just didn't have. So uh, it, it's been a real benefit. I see it as that. I see it as good quality time to spend with my kids. Agreed. Like one of the things that you said is that social time, it's like now it is the new like throwing the ball kind of thing is that it's they socialize. We as adults also do that. Right. That's where like I see the same people every day all the time, except for my friends on on GRG. Um, I think the same with the kids so that it's in, in many ways it's their social outlet. And you can kind of get a glimpse of that when you spend time with them online. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Okay, uh, what is your favorite part of being a GRG member besides getting to to be around me? <laughs> yeah, well, that's ninety percent of it, right? Uh, I, you know, so as beneficial as it has been to sort of have that to do with my kids, uh, at some point I realized I want to play with adults. <laughs> I want to be able to drop the casual f bomb and not have to worry about young ears, you know, being in the team and. Uh, you know, just have a good time, drink, you know, drink a cocktail and, and shoot and blow things up and, and not, you know, ha- have to constantly be in adult mode, uh, but really just kick back and enjoy. So w- when I found you guys, I was like, that's it, man. That, that's what I'm looking for. A group of dudes who are sort of experienced uh, in life, maybe in the same way I am, and, and but still really enjoy gaming and drinking and dropping F-bombs. So it was a good fit. Uh, any closing thoughts? As I look at the the stats of of people who are sort of coming back to gaming, it, it doesn't surprise me now. Like, think if you were to ask five years ago, what is the average gamer? What is the age demographic? Right? You would have said, oh, it's got to be like a teenage kid, maybe up to 24, 25. And now you look at the statistics and the average gamers in their 30s, and that's because we're pulling up the demographic, the median of that. And I think people like me are rediscovering the passion that we had for gaming as kids, as as preteens and teenagers, and, and we're all kind of coming back to it. And we need to find a community where we can do this in a safe space, and you know, be away from kids so we can be who we want to be and enjoy the sort of the nascent technology that continues to unfold in front of us. So I would highly encourage anybody listening to this if you haven't. Uh, picked up a, a joystick and got gotten after it uh, in a while give it a shot man you'll rediscover the passion that you had as a kid real quick and you said uh bringing the age up with the average um if you have hawklander uh kfk or gunny on yeah that that definitely increases the age that they, they're like <laughs> the top of the bell there but possible outliers oh all right well thank you for uh, coming on joining us We'll let you off the hook now, and we'll move on to the gaming and geek news. We'll start discussing uh, a few different items. First up, Valiant, you're looking for something that uh, is in my wheelhouse, although you're not looking at the things I like. And, and that's a, a new headset. I'm open to, to anybody's advice. So obviously people can comment after uh, this thing goes live or, or throw something up and at me in uh, Discord. But the current front runner is the steel series novas that are kind of the the newest version of the steel series i have the arctis here that's what i'm using at the moment the you know a couple different things that are you know different about the novas they kind of have some of the 
the stuff that's built into the you know command center right in the little freaking thing you have on your dash or on your uh your uh desktop so you can change your inputs and you can do some things uh with that and i i'm liking all of that i like what i read they're certainly you know top three of the high-end market thing i think the biggest cons on that one is the price i have a50s that have been my thing forever and part of the reason i'm getting them is my daughter needs she's she's gotten into xbox and uh She's playing Fortnite and doing social stuff with her her friends, and uh, you know she keeps borrowing our headsets. So I'm like, all right, she to prevent conflict between the kids, and so I can have, you know, a uh, headset on my Xbox. I'm gonna she's gonna get the hand me down, and I'm getting something new. And I decided the A50s are not gonna be my thing as much as I've liked them. I've had them for four years, so they're actually the, you know, I think the current A50s are version three. I have version two. Those were great, but they're being outclassed by some of the other ones, and they really haven't innovated. They're the same. If I were to buy the version three, they're the same ones that have been out for five years. You know. Yeah, I have uh, actually uh, version ones of the A fifties. Um, actually, they're 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 above me on my desk. I wasn't a big fan of them, but then again, I'm not crazy about wireless. And they they do have some cutout stuff. <laughs> I gave him to my son, and he's yeah. I gave him. I gave him to my son. Then he's moved on to other ones too. So, so you like the Sennheisers, right? And you like the open back, yes. the surround kind of like it allows the outside sound in. So it's the opposite of what I'm looking at the Novas to cancel everything yeah, out. You want your serenity, loud. <laughs> right? No, but I'm open to. So what's the on the other end of the spectrum? Ones that kind of balance the outside inside. There's no mic monitoring on those, right? There is no so like I like um my preference is wired. I I'm not a big fan of the wireless. I don't want and it's strictly I just don't want anything else to charge and I feel that they're heavier than other headsets. Um so I like the Sennheisers I have. Especially with, with the open back, I can still hear outside. Um it also gives you a, a larger sound stage. I don't understand how this works, but th- I can notice a difference. Uh, but I do have the ear, the Turtle Beach Ear Force adapter to my Xbox. The controller goes with the controller, and I can I can mute there, and it also boosts mic monitoring, so I, it helps with that. But I like wired, so I know you want a wireless headset, so we're totally do different. No, but it's it's good to kind of um you know comparing. I think there's a I had a pair of um, HyperX. My first yeah. headsets I had were HyperX, and HyperX still makes a good one. I looked at those. You know, it's got some of the similar issues. The mic is disposable for all intents and purposes. So, um, and again, mic monitoring is not part of that kind of jam. So, you know, I think that uh, somebody was saying in chat, uh, I think it's a Razer or I forget which the one they, I looked that one up. And the current model on that is three years old. You know, it was 20, yeah. it came out uh, Christmas of 2019. That's three years old and they haven't updated it. And it's good. It seems like it's still getting some good reports, but I, I'm like, oh, damn, like I struggled <laughs> to buy a three-year-old thing. If I think I want this thing to go five years, why would I buy that headset when I've got, you know, one? And here's what, where I'm at with the the Steel Series. The Steel Series has a hot swap batteries. I always find that even when my charge shit, I'll play on and off during the day, or I'll put my headsets down and don't charge them, and then you know I need battery and the good thing about the Steel Series is they have like a a battery charging all the time. You're good. 
Yeah, that's nice. That's a nice feature because a lot of times they have the internal batteries and they kind of, if they die, then you're kind of screwed. Yeah, they're like, throwaway. I'll, I'll venture to take it apart and, and try to fix things. But the thing I'll say about my Sennheiser, I have the PC38s, I think they are. I got them from Drop. Other than the color, because they got like, they're black, but like they're like yellow mesh, which is kind of goofy, but I don't really care that much. Uh, the ear pads that come with them suck, and I replaced them. I got a, a, I'd have to look up where I got ear pads from. I got replacement ear pads are like gel uh, coated and cooling. They're, they're much better, much more comfortable. But I mean, sound wise, it sounds really good. Um, I'm very happy with them, and I have no intention on replacing them. But the, I was looking at the one you were, checking out and it's a pretty solid headset <laughs> just pull the trigger <laughs> yeah i mean that's you know she's asking about it and i almost let her have these i'm like well i mean tonight meaning the astros as like well yeah i'm gonna i gonna i still think i'm gonna get some destiny time tonight depending if this thing runs long i still have a couple of things i want to do and it'd be nice to have the headset so yeah i'm gonna do it i can have it delivered in two days from amazon so I'm there probably, you go you know it's it's just a matter of doing it <laughs> you know yeah, I know. I'm I'm on the fence. I'm looking at a new chair. I need a new office chair. Mine, the the uh, the handle broke on it, and I'm so mad. Uh, and I also use it for a gaming chair. So uh, might be time. It's it's definitely time. And I'm, but I've been looking at the Titan XL since I'm a taller guy, and it's like a five hundred dollar chair. And I've been like, Ugh. but do I buy a two hundred dollar chair and replace it every two years, or do I buy a, a five hundred dollar chair and will it be good for five? Six, seven years, you know. I think we talked about this on Discord, too, is that gamer chairs are designed to look cool, but they don't last long. Office chairs are designed to keep your ass sitting in the chair because they want you working, right? But they look yeah. like shit. So I think I've gone to the point where I'm like, I don't care what it looks like anymore. I mean, this is my game space. So my, I mean, I probably could take my office chair from work, bring it home in the last 10 years and just buy a new one for the office. Because, I mean, literally I got that thing in... 2008 it's 14 years old and i've been through two gaming chairs i mean i should say i've this one is fine but it's uh only a year and a half old and it feels like you know it's got a little bit of wiggle a little bit of creak here and there and i'm like that's just is crazy that it, it should be rock solid after only like a year and a half the chair i have in the office was an office chair i have a gaming chair that i have just in the other room or just a regular chair nice but the reason I'm looking at the Titan is just because it's built for taller, bigger people. So I'm like, I'm, and I want to check out because my son's six nine and he needs something that'll, yeah, fit him as well. But um, all right, moving on to more fun things than chairs and and. Oh, uh, uh, I don't know if you would call it fun, but uh, <laughs> what is going on with the Destiny news? Since you're on, we always have to get an update on Destiny World, and I mean, are hunters still the top class to be, or? Well, everything's got its thing. Warlocks got a little bit less love in the arc update, but the uh, and that's what the so the the current thing is we have a season that's that's pirate themed right now. I have to say that it's it's a lot of fun. It has a you know each season has its own grind and whatever that you do. It's gameplay loop and whatever. And I am enjoying the gameplay loop. The the one last season was uh, kind of a revival of the Leviathan. It's like kind of the Le Leviathan's haunted by moss or something and we uh keep um keep on it you know or you know whatever but it was felt like it was you know real grindy this season i it, the, the grind doesn't feel like a grind it's it's pretty the gameplay loop is a lot of fun and it's 
it's kind of cute without being cute, you know, so we like that. But the big news actually relates to the future. The big news is that uh, they just talked about about two or three weeks ago is Lightfall is the next expansion. We're going to have the next major expansion in, in February. And they're teasing a new subclass. And, you know, it's the beginning of the end is what they're saying. And, uh, you know, the 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 dark ominous thing is, the, you know, the bad guys are here and we're going to lose. The question is, do we survive? You know, so that's kind of dark and ominous. And uh, that's the that's the next big, you know, thing. And we have a, a little bit of cool stuff on what it's going to look like. But it's, you know, the big thing they're teasing is the new subclass. But it looks like it's pretty, you know, pretty dark. You know, we're going down the road of possibly the the guardians lose you know we've we can only win so many times and it'd be like yeah we're fine you know we've got plot armor so it makes sense that we're kind of headed that way but yeah that's that's the big stuff i guess for the past uh, few weeks that's the the you know my uh cliff notes version of current seasons pirate the uh late falls coming out in the spring and uh you know i'm uh, i'm enjoying doing my thing all right well there you have it so I wanted to move on to the uh, Halo 343 founder, Bonnie Ross, left due uh, what insider claims that she left due to Microsoft management shuffle and uh, Halo Infinite's roadmap. And you had a question here, thoughts, and I'll just say this. Yeah, well, no shit. They fucked up. They fucked up Halo Infinite so badly. And uh, we talked about this in the last podcast with the uh, the roadmap was... Like, we were hoping for stuff to come out for this title. And once again, boom, delayed. And that's all you get is delays, delays, delays. And it's at some point, I only imagine that, sure, like, the management and all the staff that were involved with creating Halo should be fired and replaced. I mean, if they want to salvage the game, they fucked up so badly. They were supposed to come out with this game a year earlier. It got delayed a year. It's now almost one full year after its release, and it's still a train wreck. So the big things they're talking about in this article that I think that we speculated, you know, that I say we I mean the, the news people, not like you regular players, but like somehow the people that know more than we do were speculating that, you know, they expected 343's Halo to be more uh, like a Destiny kind of thing and have a live service and have this constant feed to it. And they never said that. They never said that until this what they're quoting uh, the execs very recently in this and saying, yeah, yeah, actually, we did want it to be Destiny-like. We did want it to be a live service game. We did expect all these things, and they just didn't do it. So we're really shaking things up. And and so I think the biggest news on it is they're confirming the speculation that uh, Microsoft and 343 is not happy with what happened, and they're holding people accountable. Because before this, we're like, well, is this what it was supposed to be? Is this right? We kind of like we were hoping it would be better, but we didn't know what they were thinking. Now they've confirmed that no, they're not happy either. So that, that's kind of good news if you want this franchise to go somewhere. You know, I've I had pretty low expectations from like remember the early release was pretty bad, and that yeah. delayed it. So the moment that happened, I was like. Okay. I mean, it wasn't, it's not like I pre ordered it because I have Game Pass. You know what I mean? I'm paying for it anyway. But I'm like, all right. I set my expectations. I'm still waiting for co op to come out. So 
I guess someday when I can co-op play that, then I'll, I'll get to, to play through the story and, and let you know what I think of that. And you'll be waiting for a while. <laughs> no, you'll be waiting for- no, right? Like, that's what I said. That Remember we talked about this, God, maybe two or three casts ago. Is like, all right, I'm going to play it. Don't spoil it for me. I'm going to play it, but I want to do it. I want to play through with one of my friends, Mike, who's into Destiny. I said, we said, hey, we're just going to sit down. If it's all weekend, I'll allocate the time. We'll just play through. Right. And so we thought that was going to be in like February. It's going to yeah. be it's not going to be out before this Christmas. No. And it's it's a real shame because I actually enjoy playing multiplayer for Halo Infinite. I it's got good bones. Um, it's just has as, as Grex was saying before, just there's no content and there's just no like no content. And I can't fathom how they just can't get maps into to multiplayer i don't understand what they're doing and i i was kind of hoping they they would get forge out soon so the community could save the game um but that's delayed again everything is delayed and it's just to the point like like stop and 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 i bitched about it last episode and meanwhile i finished both my battle passes i finished two both seasons and they had a special event, and I finished that in a week, too. So I'm a hypocrite. But Disco, do you play Halo at all? Yeah, you know, I've tried. Uh, i got to be honest with you. I get on there, and I get smoked by a bunch of uh, teenagers, and all of a sudden, <laughs> it's not that fun. But but I do have some thoughts around the sort of this Bonnie Ross issue. And, and I think I think that, you know, yes. So these executives have have sort of presided over uh, a disappointing launch uh, of a product. And yet we're seeing that across the industry. And so to me, I, I see something like that and I think, okay, well, this is just another data point that suggests that the gaming industry itself needs to sort of figure out how they're going to continue to bring quality to market and, and still be profitable. Because I think what we've observed with more launches now than, than we can name in just the past couple of years is they're bringing this stuff to market and it's not ready. And or they know it's not ready and they're pending it out to the future. And, and so I guess the question is, look, what are the economics of gaming such that this is now the reality? And and the Bonnie Rosses of the world who get shit canned because they're not able to deliver this product that the community is expecting. Look, you know, whatever. She she was allowed to walk away and say that there was medical stuff in her family or she wanted to go spend more time with her family, whatever. The the kind of stuff that people just sort of say when, when they're, they're shown the exit. And, and we all just kind of nod and say, yeah, well, no, it's probably because, you know, you presided over this colossal fuck up. But it's happening so frequently that that I question sort of the dynamics of the industry itself and how that gets fixed. And, and I don't know what the answer to that is, but to me, this is just part and parcel to a bigger problem. Well, gaming is different. I mean, I, I mean, I hate to get like ethereal on this, but do you remember when we played Zelda and we played games, they shipped a final product that we would get maybe 100 hours, maybe? But... Now we're expecting them to ship a product that what what I have I have three four thousand hours in Destiny, so we're shipping products that we're expecting people to pay money for on a continued basis to have this thing on a forever treadmill, and people are going to put in 
three, four, five hundred, maybe a few thousand hours. So how can they possibly build a thing knowing today that five years from now it's going to be completely different? It's an it's a crazy challenge for them to build a game that's a forever game as opposed to something they're going to play through and push something out six months from now, another thing, and everybody move on to that one and then another one and another one. That's not the way gaming is now. We have these massive titles that are ongoing forever. You know, the disposable play it once and it goes away is a different thing. So I think this is part of that culture shift that they're trying to be able to build that juggernaut game. But how do they do that? And maybe management change is necessary, but I agree with your point in that because someone doesn't get it, are we scapegoating somebody to be like, well, you know, so and again, to Lala's point, well, if you're the owner of the company, whether that be the shareholders or the CEO, look, something's not right here. We got to do something to, to right the ship or we got to get out of the gaming space. Well, you mentioned like the comparison to, to Destiny. And that's a little bit of a different game than a game like Halo um, or Battlefield 2042 is another one in the same boat. Uh, so you you have Halo multiplayer. It's just really throw out maps. It's not like the gameplay is changing. I mean, you can mix up different game modes. You can do a couple different things, but for the most part, just give the user base maps. We only have like eight or ten maps total. Like it's ridiculous. Like and and this game is ninety percent. Well, I, I view it ninety percent multiplayer. That's what people want. They want just content and it's just not coming at all like you're already a year into it and we've gotten maybe two or three maps um whereas like destiny they have to actually create a, a story a script they gotta you know right voice act it we've got to move yeah, on yeah, the yeah, story yeah, yeah. and we yeah, got the whole nine yards get new places built and all that so now that said that said the game the other game i play elder scrolls online they they're able to do it they do it every year. They come out with a new, a whole new uh, expansion that's usually pretty massive. Even though, like, people want to see new classes, but whatever. They they do create a whole new area, and then throughout the year they they sprinkle in extras to it, like extra DLC, extra dungeons, extra this, extra that. So you'll get an expansion. It may come with a new dungeon, may come with a new raid, a whole new area to explore. And then as the year progresses, you get more. So we just. We we just got two new dungeons from the DLC that came out, the Lost Isle stuff. There's two brand new dungeons, and they're able to do stuff like that. They're, I don't know why. I guess they're getting fifteen dollars a month from people to play it. That makes a big difference. Plus all this, all the stuff they sell in the cash shop. But it, it it's possible. Yeah, you make a good point, right? So they're the titles that are able to do it stand out because they're able to do it, right? So you know it's possible. But then you had, you mentioned Battlefield, right? So think about like at around that same time, right? Battlefield came out, Cyberpunk, Outriders, right? They launched a bunch of these games that just weren't ready to be launched, right? They they absolutely fell on their face the minute they rolled these things out. And, and so do you hold management accountable? Yeah, sure, of course, right? Anytime you're you're in charge of a team and your team doesn't produce, you you look at management. I, I guess my point is, look, there's something about the economics of the gaming system. When you look at like a Fortnite, right, what Epic has been able to do, or when you look at other games that have been successful in sort of building out that content, they kind of stand out and, and you and you you're able to kind of point to those. But I, I think that they are unique in uh, the gaming uh, 
sort of ecosystem because there's far too many games that launch and just disappear or are just a colossal disappointment and failure. Yeah, if you did this in any other industry, like if you went to buy a car and it didn't come with wheels and a steering wheel, you'd be like, yeah, what the fuck? And that's pretty much what we're getting with these games. Like it's, they're either broken, missing features. It is a problem. But anyway... Let's move along. We we we, could, we beat poor three three four three up. They're they're in the corner crying yeah. now because we heard. Yeah, the good, good. They deserve it. It's a shame because I I wanted um boy I wanted Forge to come out so badly because I wanted to have GRG custom nights again for Halo, and they're just straight out fun. They are just straight out fun. We play a mix of like serious slayer or, you know, serious modes all the way down to the goofy, silly, like uh, the sumo uh, warthog game mode where you drive around the circle and each ring disappears until it's like the last ring. And it's, <laughs> it's we have a lot of fun games. Like it's, it's, it's a good combination, you know, like we, I, I try to mix it up and I was really looking forward to that. And I was so disappointed and yeah, good. I'm glad she's fired. Fuck her. What a whore. Whore. Um, <laughs> moving along. Oh, oh, this is a biggie. This is a biggie. And this is something uh, Xbox gamers have been asking for for a long, long time. And that is Discord voice chat is now available to all Xbox console gamers. This has become uh, available about a week or so ago. And while it may be a bit of a hassle to get set up, it does work and you can connect to Discord servers and voice chat with everybody. Xbox is really, really embracing crossplay. Um, have you guys used this at all yet? Or I tested it one time. So I tested it just to see the thing. And the one time I was thinking of doing a thing, they were there was a group of them that were raiding in there, so I didn't wanna like jump in to the raid and you know at the same time so that's where we were talking about and and i know i have the ability to create another channel and i'm like ah it's fine i'll just you know use regular actually we used um game chat which i hate but uh because i was on with a um a playstation player that they can do it too but it's as clunky as it it kind of i shouldn't say it's clunky but it it's a little bit less intuitive on the xbox than it is on a pc for example if you just play on a pc it's you hop right in my understanding the PlayStation people, it's a it's a little bit more clunkier to get into Discord than it is in the Xbox. You just have to, you know, join it on your phone and join it in. So yeah, so yes, I have done it. So oh, well, I gotta tell you, I, I saw your post on this and and I went uh to my Xbox and fired it up. And and it's actually pretty um intuitive, right? It walks you through how to set it up on the Xbox and, and everything you need to do. I got so far as to get it set up, but now I don't know how to like actually do it, like how to use it. It's it's a bit of a jump. So we had some issues setting up. My son had major problems, um, but I think that was just because everybody was trying to do it and it was lagging out. Uh, I had issues getting it to work on mine because I already had Xbox um, associate. My Xbox account was already associated with Discord. So I... I couldn't, I'm following the steps and it just wasn't working. I, I, get, get, I kept getting caught on one step. So I, what I had to do was I had to like completely disconnect my Xbox account from Discord and then set it up as brand new. Then everything went fine. Um, but how you join a room from that point, once you get everything connected, you get, you're, you're past that point. You actually have to get your phone, your computer or your iPad or whatever you're using. You join a room through that. 
And like on my phone, if I after I join the room, if I swipe up, uh, there's an option to transfer to Xbox, and at that point, it'll transfer to the Xbox, and then it'll put your Xbox into. It is clunky. It's not seamless. It's um, I wish it was a little easier, a little bit more like. I'm so two spoiled step. and it's used. A two-step to- process. That's all. I mean, it's it's instead of being a one-click thing, it's two. Okay. Yeah, and, and you're just. You're so used to going to Xbox, just press and start party. So I guess my question is, are you then creating a, a voice room that other people join? Like if you're playing and I see you're playing and you've got a voice room, do I just join your voice room or, or do I just make myself available? And then if we connect on Xbox, I'm in your voice room. Whatever service you're, you're part of for, for Discord, like if you're a GRG, we have about like five or six voice rooms. You could just join there right from that point and then that's how i would do it like if you you saw people in the room say you saw the fortnite room was uh active just hop right in there and see what's going on so so the other night like if my people are on and they weren't raiding i would just jump in with them in the in the discord and it just happened to be the timing was wrong that i was going to jump in and they already had a room and we hadn't set up the um there's like a a special channel that lala created for like disposable rooms because that wasn't set up yet, I was like, well, I didn't want to bother them. But in theory, there's one, you know, there's a general one, there's a Destiny one, a Call of Duty, a Fortnite one. Ideally, maybe if we're all playing Fortnite, we could hop in there. And, you know, similar to um, Xbox chat, even if you're not in that active game, now we can all talk with each other. That's one of the huge cool things. And then the next level up from that, kind of like on the Xbox, is we're cross-platform, cross game i could be chatting with lala while he's playing uh fortnite while i'm playing destiny so that's kind of cool if we choose you know choose to do it in the um in the rooms you just see somebody it's a room join them and start you know bullshitting a little bit um but that's how that's how i think like we, we what we do in destiny is like we're hanging out you know historically it's been even if we're not gaming with each other join the active party there might be like 12 people in it we just join and if it gets big sometimes we bust it up because it's hard for somebody that's doing a dungeon to be like i'm over here do this call outs if you will and somebody else is you know talking about how their day went you know and in, in a different part of the game so sometimes uh it's it gets a little too big and that's the i think we gotta the thing we'll have to manage on the discord is you know what at what time does it get too big and you know how do we manage that do we create a disposable room or do we just kind of have that big overflowing room in one of these, you know, pre-made static channels. Are you talking about the, uh, the temporary room? Yeah. We're talking about like the disposable ones versus like the permanent ones. And then you just jump in or that kind of thing. You know, I was telling disco that, you know, in destiny, we kind of have those, um, rooms where we, um, you know, we, we will, we would have, you know, you've been in some of those, destiny ones where there's like 14 people in there and it's crazy and it's like too much and sometimes you break off well the good thing is the visibility in destiny well we could have the same thing here where it's visible we see a bunch of people you know we can't tell if they're rating or not but we could jump in like oh blah blah all right and it's if they are it's a little different animal but if it's just people hanging out it's a hangout place you can just join and i think that you know that's what we could see here that's two of the cons or two of the issues i have with this um, so if you're gaming and you're on Xbox and you're on voice in discord, I can't see that from the Xbox menu or like, say like if you're 
in an Xbox party chat, I can see you're an Xbox, I can see who you're with, but it doesn't even show that you're in a party. On the console. Yeah, on the console. Like it would be nice if it said like, okay, Valiant, you're playing and, and you're you're in Discord, you're in a in a chat. It would just say you're in a Discord party. Even if I couldn't join it from there, I would just like to know that you were in a party gaming with other people, because there's no way for me to see that you're with other people. If that makes sense. It does need to be evolved. No, I hear you. And I think the big thing is there's some of the cool things that we've gotten used to in the Xbox because of its own kind of infrastructure that could evolve to the multi-platform, multi-game kind of thing that is Discord, right? Like the, if you look at the Discord and we say, hey, I see people on a Destiny channel. But if we have a disposable channel and I don't recognize the names, I might not necessarily join that one. Not, right? Yeah. So... I added the uh, that party B spot to it because that was one of my concerns is if, like, say, Destiny or a group is playing and they have a full fire team and you want to break off, start a second fire team, start a second team or whatever, we only had X amount of preset channels. I'm like, well, that kind of sucks. You know, like, and I, I'm not going to put, like, 8 million voice channels in there that are going to be empty because that's stupid, too. So Party Beast allows you to join that one channel says, join here. And it auto creates that room, and there'll be like Valiant Victory's room, and then um, I can't figure out a way to name it or like label what you're playing because that would be cool. Like it'd be cool if like you could change the name, which you might be able to. I haven't really messed with this bot too much, so you might be able to go in and right click and name it something else, like change it to like how oh, we're doing Vada Glass Raid, and you just put Vada Glass Raid. And maybe there's a way of pop up, you know, a bot saying or or adapting the bot to say. When you join it, hey, who is it? What game are you playing? So if it says Destiny, uh, you know, Destiny, uh, Valiant Destiny, then we like, oh, that's Valiant playing Destiny. We can join that one. Uh, but that'd be cool if even the the disposable, you know, the the monster channel there, the temporary voice channels, um, yeah, do something like that. It's just it stinks. That it's not built in, and um, that you have to rely on bots to do that stuff because that seems like it'd be a smart thing to have. Um, and then, like I said, with when you're on the console, I would like to know that you're partied up with people. So it would just say, even if it just showed that you were in a Discord party, like you can't even you can't view it from there. And it just shows, like I'll show Valiant, and then he's playing Destiny, but it won't show you're in a party. It won't show you're gaming with, uh, unless I go to Discord, I don't see it. And I guess this is the the big thing is like it's a big culture shock or shift. For Xbox gamers, console gamers, PC guys are probably used to this. Oh, we're going to go check the service. Who's playing what? And it's it's commonplace for them because they all use Discord. But we don't. We're we're naturally we're used to Xbox party chat. So it's going to be a big culture shift for us to migrate over, especially since games are now more cross-play than ever. We're used to our own. In like, hey, who's? Oh, this person's playing. Oh, they're not in a party, and you invite them in. Oh, they're in a party. Oh, I don't want to hang out with that person, so fuck them. Or whatever, you know. Um, it's a little bit different animal now because, oh, they're alone. I'm going to join them to a, invite them to an Xbox. Oh, they're in Discord. Oh, I'm in Discord. They're in an Xbox. Well, you know, so that, that's the part that could be a little clunky that we've got to get figured out. What happens in the voice rooms that you've uh, titled Gimp Cage and AFK No Pants Allowed? Like, who, who's dialing into that and what are they doing? that's um <laughs> that was, it, you gotta ask gunny yeah that's that's how grg industry makes her money is the gim cage glory hall um if you have to ask uh you just don't know 
Yeah, you, you're not ready to know if you have to ask. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, we uh, well, I did show uh, Cold Front Craig my uh, the GRG, the official GRG Airbnb was the uh, with with the gimp cage, so you can. <sighs> yeah, I don't know why. I don't know where Gimp Cage came from. That's probably from Grex. You know, he's a freak like that. Well, it, um, didn't we call the AFK channel Gimp Cage one time, and then AFK? Yeah. And then, so I think we have two different AFK channels, basically. I think that. I don't understand the point of an AFK channel. To me, like I don't get that. Well, I think it's so they don't dirty up. So let's say somebody just forgets to leave. Like you don't leave, you don't like sign out, and you're stuck in the Destiny channel, and somebody else wants to go in there. You're, uh, you know, there's no limit space. to people. I don't know. Yeah, I know, but that's the, the idea. The other thing I had this, yeah, sorry, I had to say was like, so we're level two boosted. We have all the rooms at two fifty six kbps, whatever whatever that means. Uh, it's all high quality voice, and we were messing around. We played Fortnite one night. We were in discord i didn't really notice a difference between xbox party chat and discord voice chat to me they sound the same we used both the same night so it didn't really things didn't sound cleaner better or whatever i mean it, it works it's just i didn't notice it. i was expecting to hear a little bit better quality but it's about the same uh, but i have two questions i want to ask is uh should microsoft dump xbox party chat and just embrace discord Yes, but no, right? The, they want to continue to control their ecosystem and monetize it. And unless they're getting ready to buy Discord or get some ownership share, it just doesn't make sense from, from a financial perspective for them to do that. From a gamer perspective, from a community building perspective, yeah, absolutely. Like like the fact that you, you're stuck in this ecosystem uh, on Xbox and you're not able to connect with people on Steam or whatever, right? This gives you a methodology for how to do that. Yeah, and and let's be honest, more and more people are playing sort of cross-platform that way. And, and games have evolved to to allowing for that. And, and so the technology should evolve as well. Uh, so you mentioned Xbox buying Discord, and that was my second question. Is Should they just buy it? And what do you think it's worth? Well, maybe we should ask Bonnie Ross how it worked out for oh, 343. Oh, too soon? Oh, wow. Wow, that hurts. Uh, yeah, I mean, Microsoft has been buying up a ton of shit. Um, I don't know. I, in some ways, I doesn't it feel like the companies that innovate the most are the ones that are more independent. As soon as they come under Big Mama, they lose some of that innovation for whatever reason. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I would. And, and what's it worth? What what what's it what it's worth and what Microsoft would pay for it are two different things, right? Because Microsoft looks at it and says, well, you know, we can just fold it under our umbrella. And so we're willing to pay more than what it's worth because we're Microsoft and we have the ability to do that and monetize it uh, in a way that most people can't. I would think it's going to be if they were to buy it, it would, you know, be approaching the like the billion dollar. Right. We're talking I think multi-billions. Yeah. You looked at like what if Facebook bought? I mean, well, they bought WhatsApp. Like how many years ago and that was 19 billion but that's massive i mean that's everybody in the world except for the u.s uses whatsapp for communications so they were buying users yeah it, it's interesting i don't know how profitable discord is and i don't know that that would be the key metric right how many users yeah. use discord and, and if you're uh microsoft and you're looking for a way to fold in to the sort of the un, under the umbrella of kind of the xbox ecosystem and you suddenly have millions more uh, 
uh, folks that you can fold in under that, that has tangible value beyond perhaps what the cash flows are for, for Discord. I think a lot of these things are about like a gym membership. The more people that can touch the thing, like think of like the, the way they were going with Game Pass, right? We want people in there using it, using us, using our service makes us money. And I think that we see that with the social networks and we see it with, you know, Netflix and, you know, all of that subscription stuff. The more people use it, the more money it's worth. So this is another value add to the product, I think. So that's why it would make sense if they if one of the gaming companies bought it but made it so it gets people you know playing and and easier to play. The, the, that's the thing is you want people to just use it. The money will come later. So get people using the the Discord and yeah, it's probably worth buying it. Yeah, but probably the only buyer would be Microsoft because I I don't see uh, PlayStation given sort of their history of of not wanting to allow for inclusive play I, I don't see them having the culture to do that and i don't know any other players who would pony up uh, the money to to make it worth the the acquisition it fits with the xbox model the you know the um games as a service like um yeah. the you know yeah. the game pass etc so i would see that but the big thing is like lala said it needs to feel better than the xbox party it needs to be like wow i can join this and every, everybody across the world my friend that's just hanging out in his uh on it you know at his office on his phone can just hang out and chat with me while i'm playing a game super easy um yeah it agreed. needs to feel like that so yeah, that's where that's at. I mean, anything else on the Discord stuff, Lala? Yeah, I actually have uh, one real quick. Yeah, one real quick thing to touch base on, and it, this makes me laugh because people don't understand the importance of it. But Discord is going, now going to start allowing servers to have forums built in to their chat channels, and it makes it just makes me laugh because it's come full circle now. So, like, gaming community started on forums. I'm a big advocate of forums because I understand the importance that they have, especially for asynchronous communication, uh, which a lot of people don't get. And it's impossible to have an actual real conversation on a topic that in a chat room versus an actual forum post. So I just have to laugh that they're going to be adding this feature in. It's something that... Yeah, I'd be interested to see how the threads, if you can take and pull a thread out of chat, like things that relate to a topic and bring them over yeah. to a um a forum topic and vice versa right it's in the forum and it can push back to like the bullshit section i feel that that's just the better way to have a communication especially with people across different time zones and and they get on different times i know some people that visit chat once a day some people like me they're in chat all day you know it's just it's hard to have actual conversations with everybody and meaningful conversations right like you know, a few hours later, somebody posts the same thing, you know, like that, you know, I'm guilty of that at least once. And I, I swear, I scroll up and looked at everything and I'm like, oops, what was the one I got caught was the, the new Xbox controller. I posted it and like, you know, two hours earlier, somebody said the same thing. All right. I'm a repeating. I know I broke your balls about that. No, it was like, but I looked, I scrolled up and everything and I totally missed it. You know, I'm like, damn. So to your point, the forums is a better way to go for that stuff. Of course. So that's that for Discord. Um, we'll, we'll move along because we've been 
chatting way too long. We're, we're in trouble for this episode. Yeah, uh, I just want to go. It's, into... it's never happened. We've never gone short with me on, so it's my fault. Yeah, I'll cool. I'll follow my sword. It's 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 my fault. <laughs> uh, moving on to Call of Duty had a massive massive reveal. They were showing off Modern Warfare 2's uh, multiplayer and Warzone, and I can't wait for this. I, I've been disappointed with Call of Duty Vanguard, Black Ops, so they're both games were just terrible, so we go back to Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2. A lot's changed, which I have to scratch my head about. They've, they've changed the way they're doing weapons leveling, the gunsmith. Now, I don't know if this is for the beta, but weapon, weapon leveling is very quick, and this may just be a beta number that they're throwing at you. Uh, I think that might change, but as far as for the gunsmith, attachments are shared across different guns, so if you unlock like a red dot site, it goes across all your guns, and that's pretty good, but I'm not sure how it's going to create people wanting to play the game all the time. The big thing I'm excited for with this Call of Duty release is they're adding field, um, the field of view slider. And it's finally coming into the consoles, and we'll be able to change it from the default 80 to all the way up to 120. And this is a a, a feature I've been looking forward to the most, because I, I play like other games like uh, Halo, Destiny will allow you to do this, so they'll, they'll let you change the field of view. So I think I, I usually go around 100 or so, 105. I think after that, it starts getting fishbowl-y. Uh, so we're able to do this now in in uh, Modern Warfare 2. When I go back to play like Warfare, I just feel like I can't see anything. It's so small, it's just rough. They are adding kill streaks or score streaks. So you can have both, and I think you can change it per game mode. So if you're playing a game like Domination, where it's it's objective based, you may want to go score streaks. Perk system is changing completely. Before you used to get three perks, you can just have them, and they all, they're always active. Now you you start with like one or two. I forget which you start with, but you have to earn the rest of them, which is kind of weird. It's a whole new thing. Uh, and then TTK looks very very fast, at least in the beta. Like it's, I was kind of hoping for a little bit longer. I don't like fast TTK games because. When you first start getting shot, it doesn't give you the opportunity to react and do anything. But that's pretty much it for the multiplayer. Warzone 2.0, uh, the most exciting thing, obviously, is the new map. We're getting rid of Caldera. Caldera can go fuck itself. It's horrible. I hate that map. And we're getting a new map, so I'm excited for it. Uh, they're introducing three circles instead of just one. So I'm not sure how this is going to pan out, but it's a massive change for Battle Royale type of game. But the biggest thing and the most surprising thing to me was they're removing loadout drops. So in Call of Duty Warzone, as many know, you get to have a loadout and that's where you get to pick your own weapons and guns and, and save it as a, a set. And you can pick that when you get your loadout, like the loadout box drops down, you can go up there and get your guns and your perks and everything you want. It's not going to have it, which I'm very surprised because this is a key feature that separated Warzone from other Battle Royale titles. So them removing this, it just didn't make any sense. And this was something everybody liked. Everybody liked this. So I'm not sure why we're going this route. I know you can buy a gun that you have pre-made in the game, and it's supposed to be real expensive. So I don't know how this is going to work out, but you will not be able to get your loadout kit, which... I'm not sure how I feel about that. That's a massive change, and I don't think for the better. 
A couple other things, they added AI into the game. So some areas will have uh, AI bots roaming around. You can kill them for loot. This is similar to how Fortnite handles some of the areas. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much about it. Any Disco, do you play uh, Call of Duty or Warzone at all? Yeah, you know, uh, I have played. Uh, I used to enjoy it quite a bit. And much like Halo, I am uh, got tired of getting my ass handed to me. So I, I kind of stopped playing. I'm I'm actually looking forward to the the new game coming out because I feel like it's an opportunity to hit the reset button for guys like me who got left behind uh, to to jump back in and sort of uh, come up the curve quickly along with everybody else. So I'm I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to to jumping in and seeing what it's all about once they kind of go live with everybody. And hopefully, uh, there's interest in doing um, GRG. Uh- Modern Warfare 2 custom nights because we've been doing that for years. Like that's one of the main things that um GRG or we were before too old to shoot. Uh we on Wednesday nights we would have community nights and um usually beers will host the the uh the Call of Duty side and come up with some crazy ass games where you play sticks and stones or gun games and just have a night of like fucking around shooting each other because that's always fun. So I'm hoping uh, we can get that fired up again. Because I miss that stuff. All right, let's move along. We'll go right into Fortnite, the new season. Uh, so that just dropped this Sunday, and there's a new mysterious substance introduced into the game, and it's uh, roofies. Uh, oh no, that's the GRG game we're working on. I'm sorry, it's uh, a substance called Chrome, and it basically changes anything it touches. So some of the areas are chromed out. And what that means is you can actually walk through walls. <laughs> it's just, it's so odd. It's, it's, it's strange. Uh, they have these things, chrome splashes, like a, a little like a six pack and you throw it on the ground and it'll turn you chrome and you can do different uh, movement. You can, you turn to like a little blob and you can jump all around and you're hard to hit or you can go through walls or you can throw it at a, a, a wall and that becomes passable. It's, it's crazy. Um, what else did they do? I haven't played too many games with this yet, so I haven't really figured out how best to use Chrome. So it's it's whatever. I tell you one feature that I liked. I jumped in to see what it was all about yesterday, and I like that they have Chrome weapons that sort of that that evolve up as you play. Right, the more damage you do with them, they they just automatically evolve themselves. I, I thought that was interesting and kind of fun. Yeah, that's a nice little feature, and that's what I like about Fortnite. They don't really rest you know on their on their laurels they 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 like to change things up they like to mix things up and they're not afraid to experiment and if stuff doesn't work well they'll just get rid of it but they change the map they change everything they just it's always changing there's always something going on there's always different events it's just craziness yeah i gotta tell you i think uh the the way epic has handled the sort of the ip around fortnite is really kind of setting the mold for how to to do integrated gaming going forward. Like, I I think this is the bridge that we're going to see as, as we sort of transition into the metaverse, we are whatever that is, right. You got the kids playing Roblox and then you got old farts like us playing Fortnite. And I think this is what's going to ease us into the metaverse because you you look at all of the integrations and the tie-ins that Epic has been able to do with movies and TV shows and, the sort of the the intellectual property of Marvel and Star Wars, right? And, and be able to integrate it into this this world system that they have and keep it fresh and new. I, I think this they're sort of bringing us, and of course, obviously the artists, right? When they have the the, mu- the music stuff on there, 
I, I think they're bringing us along, and I think it's only a matter of time until the technology allows for us to be playing Fortnite in a more immersive environment. I think what they do with, with the characters and the IP is amazing because you can play as a Marvel character fighting a DC character. And like, what other game can you do that in? You know, they have Star Wars, they have Dragon Ball Z, they have this, that, and the other thing. It's just, yes. it cracks me up. Destiny? You can do Marvel and Destiny? Oh, they have Destiny in, in, in uh, yes. They didn't have Cade. If they had Cade 6, I would have bought Cade 6, but they didn't have Cade 6. So yeah, he's I didn't dead. Buy it. But um, yeah. That's just rude. Stop it. <laughs> No, but the point is that you can have, you know, Zavala, you know, fighting Superman, right? Or yeah. or Batman or, you know. Yeah. You know, if they had Homelander, you'd never take him off, but they don't have Homelander yet. No, not yet. I like Homelander. He's like a hero to me. I is imagine it, he is. <laughs> I think he's a good guy. Uh, oh, so the battle pass. Speaking of superheroes, the battle pass. The, the level one hundred uh, character is Spider Gwen, which she looks pretty cool on it. Like I, they did a pretty good job of making her look pretty badass. Yeah, yeah, absolutely looks good. And again, it sort of teases the tie-in. I have to imagine at some point you get the the next Miles Morales Spider Man movie uh, or something as a tie-in to that kind of stuff. All right, so that's going on with Fortnite. We're going to move along into the TV and movies, and oh boy, we're in trouble. Uh, first up, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, which I have no idea what this is, so I will let either Valiant or Disco talk about this. I can give and hopefully you a, quickly because we don't have yeah, much time. Yeah, yeah, I give you a thumbnail. the 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 gist is it's kind of like uh, Blade Runner or um, you know some futuristic kind of world. And they have their own language. It's very like the whole sub cyberpunk game and, and the, the lore of the whole thing is this kind of future where we do body modifications and all that. And this is a story of, uh, you know, a kid and, and all that shit. And they're following somebody through. So the story is not necessarily related to the 2077 game itself, but it's in the same world. And so it's a fun ride in the, you know, in the Netflix kind of way that it does things like as a. It could be a standalone one and done show or it could be renewed, but you know, it's a fun ride to, to peek your head into that universe if you're interested in that futuristic kind of feel, you know, again, cyberpunk. So Yeah, I think I think describing it as kind of an anime blade runner is spot on. I I'm curious if we're gonna get a cameo from uh, Keanu Reeves though. Oh, that would be sick, right? Like something that ties out but I mean, I've seen, I think there's only three episodes left that I haven't seen any so far, nothing like that. But, you know, I like it just as I, I brought it up here because, you know, I, I found uh, unlike some of the other shows that I'm watching that I just kind of power through, I find myself kind of sucked into this one. Quick question for you guys. Did you guys watch Arcane when it came I did. out? On yeah, I did. That. I did. No, I did not. So that was excellent. Like I, I wasn't really expecting anything and I kind of got pulled into it by, by my boys and I thought it was excellent, which is why I was willing to watch cyberpunk because they did such a good job with arcane. So Lala, you should watch arcane, man. I think you would dig it. What I enjoyed uh, cyberpunk. No, I don't think no, 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 no. It's afraid to recommend anything to me. No, no, no. no. I just, I know you, I think that it's got that anime feel stuff. And I think you like the realistic stuff this has some well, no, I, i'll tell you what to it i like um well I, I gotta continue watching it was um what's the show with the giants titans um clash that titan what the fuck is that show 
Oh, I can't think. It's a big anime. The Titans. You're talking about um, the, the attack. Uh, attack attack where they, they're eating him. The attack on Titan. Yeah. 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 Okay. Attack. On, I like that. And then um, that's a surprise. The best to the best to me was uh, Avatar: Last Air- Airbender that was on Nickelodeon. Oh yeah. My kids gr- growing up, uh, we watched we watched that, and that was fantastic. That was such a good show. Um, it just reminded me of like a live, like a cartoon version of Kung Fu Theater back when I used oh, to watch yeah. the day. Yeah, yeah. And like I loved it, and then the story was great. The the characters were well written. Um, the, okay. the whole theming behind it was was fantastic. I thought that was I thought that was amazing. Actually, I really you, you surprised me a lot. I would be sure if yeah. if we were talking about um, the last Airbender right now, I would say that you would shit on it because it has that like kind of goofy stuff that they do every now and again for comic relief and things like that. Sure. That I would just say, well, that you'd shit on that just because of those kind of things. So I'm now 50 50 on this one that you might it has it has some some like pretty violent shit in it. Which makes it and and you know there's tits and and sex and stuff like that too. Oh, that's it. Now I'll oh, I'll check it out. Oh, now I, I mean, mean that's all you had to say. <laughs> so I mean, it's definitely not for the my kids. It might be okay for your kids, but um, but yeah, that, I, it, I'm, it, I'm pretty sure one of the episodes was called Gimp Cage. So you got that going. <laughs> right, right. Oh hell, hell! I mean, like, come on, seriously, you guys hold back on me. So all right, okay. <laughs> we'll shut that one down and move on. Okay, so you say you guys. Thumbs up. It's a watch. Uh, Gim Cage, GRG will approve of this. All right. Um, I just want to touch base on this real fast was I watched Top Gun, Maverick, Top Gun, whatever it's called now. Uh, I finally, I watched it at home. Me and my, my oldest son watched it. And uh, okay. So if I turn my brain off, eat some popcorn and watch it, it was a good movie. So that's, that's, we'll, we'll leave it at. <laughs> Yeah, you can certainly punch holes in it, but I had a good time with that movie. I think we talked about this before. I think when Seldon was yeah. on, we talked about this, that I, I, yeah. I definitely enjoyed the ride. Can you? Is it if you thought about it and whatever? But you know, how many sci-fi's do we look at and go, well, that wouldn't happen? I'm like, it's fucking sci-fi. It's all made up shit. So I just have to laugh because I watch a lot of um, this guy growling Sidewinder on YouTube, and he does digital combat sports or whatever it's called dcs and they, it's like ultra realistic fight you know a plane game like a military game and the the planes everything um there's no way an f-14 would would even be in the same league as a, a fifth gen fighter but in top gun world it does um i just thought it was funny like the whole thing was they created this impossible mission that's just impossible and and that you subpar the, the planes. Whole, and, the whole thing had to go that way in order to make it a thing. Uh, yeah, it's right, like, well, why wouldn't it, we it, use it, drones? Like, is there anything yeah, that really we no. couldn't use drones? Because we need to plot that. We right. need Tom Cruise <laughs> in, because, in the fighter plane. <laughs> because plot. The answer is plot. because plot. Yeah. And that's it. Like, I, I'm thinking of like screen, not that screen, right? The critical drinker, because, you know, just plot <laughs> happens. You know, it's like, you know, that's. Right. So, yeah. It's it's the thing. And, and that's the. the how many – every action movie that you – I guarantee you, we take any 80s action movie and something that we had all agree that we liked. If we really took a step back and looked at it, we were like, why would that – why would we nah. do that? Why would we – you know, so it's – you can do that with any of them, but I think it's still – I have to laugh because my uh, one friend is a Top Gun freak, and he, he's got to be gay for uh, Tom Cruise because he's already seen Maverick 10 times. Like ten times <laughs> oh in the theater, God. he he loves it. He, he his favorite plane's the F fourteen. He's a Top Gun fanatic. He loves it. 
You ever see the Quentin Tarantino bit about Top Gun being the most subversive movie made in Hollywood? Ah, you got to see that. If, just, just to your comment about your, your buddy having strong emotions <laughs> for Tom Cruise. Yeah, <laughs> definitely check out YouTube, uh, the, the Quentin Tarantino rant on it being uh, the most subversive movie. It's pretty good. Yeah, it was whatever. It's like I said, you know what? Like, it's at least it's not a Marvel or a superhero movie. Like, it, it's fine. So it, it was what it was. And I feel bad seeing Val Kimmler in it because, boy, he, su- he was such a great actor. And it's such a shame that what happened to him. You know, I, I just think about him in, in the original Top Gun or him. His best role was, uh, oh my God, now I'm drawing a blank. Um, oh my God. The, the, uh no tombstone. tombstone oh my god yeah oh my look because i yeah. have it on, on my drive because i want my kids Omni to see it yeah. he, he was yeah. so good as doc holiday oh my god amazing yeah and i think they did him good in this you know what i mean they i think they did a great job of of saying hey look you're important to the franchise we need to and address it yeah we, we've got to find a way to yeah so and he was important to the plot like it, you know, plot it happens. Was, it it really worked. Well, I mean, like we wrote the plot around, like flying the planes. I'm sure they're like, you know, we have to find a way to make the plot important. You know, around Iceman. Drives me crazy that Maverick's like this incredible super fighter pilot guy and everybody's like no you're an asshole you're nobody stop i'm like enough like if this guy is so good he'd be this good but whatever moving <laughs> along top gun it's if if you like popcorn and you just want to shut your brain off and watch some fighter pilot stuff then check it out and then uh, i'm sure like grex probably was drooling over the football scene but that's how he is he's a little <laughs> sicko all right, let's move along into uh, House of Boredom. I mean, House oh, of stop. Dragon. Stop. Uh, ep- episode five. No, I'm not going to stop because it is a boring fucking show. Oh, I don't care. Here's, you like, know. I, so- I, I'm like Charlie Brown and, and House of Game of Thrones is Lucy holding the football and I'm Charlie Brown. I'm charging it and this time she's going to hold it so I can kick it and she lists it away and, and Game of Thrones is boring again. Like, well, here's the thing. It's, at least it's not, you know, nobody's burning the city down. Right. There's, there's nobody catching things on fire. Uh, we're not there yet. <laughs> That's only a matter of time. But, but here's like that thing. happens. I agree with you that this could be done a better way. Here's one of the things that made the original Game of Thrones really good. It threw us into a bunch of shit we never knew about until later. Right. There was a bunch of shit. We're like, what's going on with Jamie and his sister? And what's going on with Littlefinger and all that bullshit? We don't know until we put it together later. Why couldn't we build the story in two parts at once? And almost like, you remember Lost, where we had the current time and then we flashback? If they did this as a flashback, it would be so much better. Start in the time when the fucking war is going on. We know we're headed for a war, right? If you're watching right now, we're headed for a big war. And... She wore the green dress. Uh, right. That's the color of high tower. High guard right. So we high know tower. it's going to be the high yeah. tower contingent. We know it's going to be the um, Damon contingent. We know it's going to be the Rhaenyra contingent. We know there's at least those three. Um, so 
why so we're setting it up for those three to fight each other blah 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 why don't we start while they're entrenched in this fucking battle or whatever the next because their time jump happens next episode right but if we started right there where we're all kinds of confused i don't know what's going on why spoon feed it to us so i agree with you but not for the reasons that you don't like it i like i don't like the way they're choosing to tell the story you just say it's boring it's not boring it's this is necessary what they're putting us through but don't do it chronologically start us in the middle of that flashback to her as a kid being good friends with the hightower girl and things were wait a minute they used to be friends i don't understand what happened oh we'll tell you in the next episode that is much that's gonna draw us in so much better i should produce these fucking things i'm telling you i can do better huh. i'm glad that you're 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 angry at the show and and you're starting to come around to my way of thinking but um so far i think my biggest issue with the show is i don't give a flying fuck about any single person on the show like i literally do not like anybody when you watch the original game of thrones and i said this last time john snow um, we fell in love with them right away right i mean not in a gay way but yeah know. the characters were all amazing they were just all jamie lannister uh cersei uh john snow uh Eddard stark they were just bigger than life characters robert baratheon whatever how you pronounce his last name i mean they were all joffrey yeah, I mean, whatever they were, just, they were there was something yeah 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 even even like the hound right like the Hound is my favorite, right. one of my favorite characters. That's a great he was point. great. Any dialogue he had in there, and they were just fantastic. You were just fascinated watching them. The, the acting, the writing was so incredible for the first five seasons. The dialogue was out of this world. Um, you, you have none of that here. Everybody is just vanilla. It is just boring. The conversations are boring. And I need to figure out, and I need someone to explain to me this. And I know... I know the idea, the theory behind it. It's the king keeps getting cut from the throne because, quote unquote, he's not a good king. But what has he done that's so bad? He had Joffrey on the throne and he got like one little paper cut. Like Joffrey was the worst fucking king ever. And so why is this guy getting sliced to ribbons from this goddamn throne and dying from whatever diseases he has? But if you notice, they filed it down by the time Joffrey's there, right? Like, like it is literally a yeah, yeah. Right, there's a there's less swords. It's a forest of swords right now. Right, by the time they, by the time you know the Lannisters seat themselves on, yeah, it's it's just a just a sword. Although I think I think you hit the nail on the head, right? Like it has felt like the Real Housewives of King's Landing up till now. Just absolutely boring to watch. That is hold on. That is a perfect uh, description of the show. Go ahead. Yeah. Right, because you you didn't care you didn't care about anybody, right? All the characters are are just kind of flat, two dimensional. To your point, right? By the end of the first season, uh, you know, spoiler alert: when they kill Ned Stark, you, you're just dumbfounded. Like, how did they just kill off like the the leading character in the show? We yeah. thought he was going to be the guy. We thought he was going to be the guy that we're going to follow the whole time, right? So we're we're like totally invested, other than right? some of the, you know the kids, whatever. The whole show is following him, right? The king comes to get him, and and we're following Ed. And then all of a sudden, wait a minute, he, he he's dead. What? What happened? How? And then that's when the story really starts. So name name a character from this this uh, sort of reincarnation that you would care enough about at the end of the season, where if they died, you were like, holy cow, what just happened? 
Like I, I would say the last episode is the most Game of Thrones-esque, right? Because you were getting real uh, Red Wedding vibes. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, there, there was a lot. Uh, of and, and so it was moving on. the right yeah. direction. Yeah. But, but even then, the payoff was muted because you didn't really care about the people involved the same way that you did about the, you know, Cersei and, and Jamie and, uh, you know, Tyrion. Like, by the time you got midway through the first season, you were invested in all those characters. They were just so well crafted. And I think that's one of the things that brings us here is the books had so much to them, they had to boil them down. And what we got was super dense when you boiled it down. This feels like the opposite. Like we have the idea, we have some bones of a story, but let's throw it all in a, in a pot, add some water to it, and this is going to work, right? No, it's not. Instead of having something super dense, we have something that feels watered down. Um, so it feels like it's being stretched I out. Like, I feel like they're spending, they're spending the currency of goodwill that was engendered by Game of Thrones. It's almost as if they know that they can do that so that they don't have to necessarily take the time to to craft these characters the same way. And if they're going to do that, that'll work for some period of time. But you're not going to get a second season of people tuning in it, right? We'll all shit on it and say, OK, I, I gave it a chance and now I'm done. No, we're dumb. We'll watch it. Um, yeah, <laughs> we, we will. <laughs> like, you're going to say you're not going to watch it. <laughs> Well, I might. I mean, it's one of those things where um, I put down the original Game of Thrones because it was like season. So what happened is that, you know, a season dropped and I'm like, oh, I'll catch it up. And I didn't. It was I had like four seasons that I didn't. You may remember this, that I was like four or five seasons behind when the last season what was season eight. When season eight dropped, I had to catch all the way up to that last season. And when I stopped watching, it was still good. You know, it was great. And so I'm like, I had to go back and I rewatched the whole thing. They get caught up and I was kind of excited. I was a little bit kind of season seven was a little bit of a letdown. But um, I'm like, all right, we're they're going to wrap this whole thing up. It's going to make sense. And, uh, you know, we all know how it ended. It, to your point, I did put it down. I did. I just hadn't gotten around to it. And the, the same thing, you know, I, I'm thinking, I'm hoping that they're going to make it something big at the end here. We're doing the time jump. There's going to be something big. And we're going to give a shit. I don't mind a slow buildup. I just, this is five episodes in and we're finally getting to the point where, okay, it's going to start moving. I think I don't know why we had to drag our feet this long, but whatever it is, what it is is house of boredom continues episode five. I still give it mediocre reviews. I'm just, I'm hopeful that something picks up. All right, moving along into the other boring show, which I'm I'm an episode behind. I'm halfway through that, and I'm struggling with this. And w- no surprise, but it's uh, the Lord of the Ring, Rings of Power. I'm trying. I really am trying to get into this show. It's another one that's just not progressing. Yeah, it does feel a little bit like a Netflix show. This one, unfortunately, is as much as you guys. You know, we all just took a uh, we just uh, teabagged on. Um, house of dragons for five minutes here i think house of the dragon is better than lord of the rings and i don't think it's gonna change and it's the writing is very flat i am interested in in gladriel at least i I, i'm invested in her character i like her and um you know it just feels like kind of the prequel star wars movies because it's like hey we've got to do this thing we're to make the rings and then you know, Sauron win, wins, but kind of doesn't win. And we're hoping to get a couple seasons out of it. So it feels like it's contrived. 
um, where at least in House of the Dragon, I don't know where we're going to go. There's a lot of room to, to draw a story where this one, we know how it has to end. It's all pre-written. So kind of like the prequel Star Wars movies, we're like, well, it's going to end with Vader. He's going to turn into Vader at the end. Spoiler alert, you know. So, meh, sorry. I mean, I'm watching it. Just like you said, we're going to watch the whole thing and complain about it the whole time. But, yeah, that's where I'm at with this one. I may not. You may last. not be able to know. do we'll it. See. Yeah, I, I, I watched last episode. I think it was like a couple of days ago. I got to 30 minutes, and it's been – that's where it's been. And it may not ever resume on your uh, on your Prime account. Hey, you know what? Uh, Re- Return of the King was the, that was the last movie, right? Yeah, I, I made it halfway through there, and never well, let back. me ask you a question. Look, if you didn't know, right, the the trilogy, and the the first uh, sort of taste that you had of it was the Fellowship of the Ring, would you have come back for the next two? After sitting through three hours of the Fellowship of the Ring, where nothing happens except they sort of get the band together and they move across the country. And then it sort of ends with, you know, the two guys getting in the boat. Would you have come back for what followed? Because I, I kind of got to the end of this last episode and I thought, well, it kind of feels like I just sat through, you know, four hours of what was the the first of, you know, a series of movies that I'd be watching on the same topic. So I guess I'm sort of along the lines of I'm willing to see where it goes only because I knew how the story would play out from reading the books. I have no idea how this story plays out. I hear what you're saying. We know how it ends, but I have no idea how it plays out. I only watched the movies, or I got halfway through the last one, because I had to keep my nerd card uh, up to date, and it was required. And that's when I rebelled, because I just can't watch Lord of the Rings for whatever reason. I I hate the combat, and it's just so silly. The fucking elf sliding down the stairs on the goddamn shield, shooting arrows at people. And I'm just like, it's just silly. And I couldn't do it. Uh, this show is just, I don't know what I want from this show. I, I don't know what they're trying to do. And I have no idea what's going on. Um, I didn't understand why, like, the elves were going on that boat into the light to die. Like, it just, I'm confused. But then again, I'm not paying as much attention to it when I'm watching. I'm usually on my computer. I'm watching it from there and I'm usually browsing porn on the other monitor. So what do I know? Is it elf porn? Of course. And there you go. Crossover. Elf and dwarf porn. So, you know, <laughs> hey, gotta get some dwarf loving. Wow. And I don't. It's Minotaur, just, right? Uh, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you're in the bestiality value. I see that. <laughs> get some minotaur action. <laughs> Uh, all right. I don't know. So, you guys, what do you think of the uh, the last episode of Lord of the Rings? Are you are you all up to date to it? With it, it or? drops on like Thursday, right? What's the date? Fridays drops on right. Fridays. So, I've seen the most recent one. I'm trying to make sure I hadn't. So, I have seen the most recent one, and it does feel a little bit like you said, the Fellowship of the Ring. We're just trying to get certain things started. Try to figure out who who ends up being, uh, you know, Sauron. You know, because we don't even know who it is yet, right? We know he's going to show up, right. but we don't. He might not be there yet, or he might be somebody we've already met. We don't know. So some of those things, that, you know, it's enough for me to watch. I watch some terrible things on Netflix all the time, so it's probably better than that. <laughs> um, is it something where I would hope it would be more? I think that's the biggest issue we have with most of the shit that we love. I think that's 
just the general nerd statement is that we look at this stuff and we could do better. How come they can't do better? With their multi-billion dollar right? budget. Like I, right? I'm telling you, I, if if I were involved in House of the Dragon, it would be a much more entertaining show to watch. And they could leave the fucking scripts the same. All they would do is how we cut it together. I, I mean, it's, it's the same issue. I don't know what the fuck to say. But this one, both of those shows are going to be something that will probably be around for years because they got money to spend. Um, I just wish they Well, they got better. the Jon Snow... Uh... Uh, yeah, series coming out too, which whatever. Spin off with Jon Snow. Yep. Oh, because they talked about oh. it. I thought it was like a a maybe someday kind of thing. Is it real? Yeah. No. And and and, and no. you know it, it's so it's stupid. Not, it was an internet rumor. It's not a thing. It's it's a thing. It. It's not uh, a thing. I'm gonna Google it. Regardless, like the end of Game of Thrones, he should have been on the fucking throne because the the whole story is a hero's journey, and I thought. Gonna well, you know the, I'm gonna bite know, my tongue. But you know this the, the reference to the, the knife that uh, uh No, stop, uh, stop. I don't even want to talk about the original Game of Thrones because yeah. I'm gonna get mad. I'm gonna get you mad. The Eagles are winning right now, and I'm happy, and you're not gonna get me angry and mad. I'm not talking about the original Game of Thrones. <laughs> I'm gonna I I read about it and I thought it was a total like internet, like hey stop. it is no, actually stop. Be a thing, and it's no. titled Oh, holy shit. I thought it was like, uh, hey, we're it, it. Oh, it says it's real as a OK. I thought it was bullshit. I thought it was one of the Internet says the thing is going to happen, but it's not really going to happen. Yeah. And you know what's going to happen? We're going to end the show. All right. We got to yeah. wrap it up. We're, we're way yeah. late. Uh. Got, <laughs> if you cut out half of the things I say, it'll bring it back to like normal. Size. Yeah. But leaving the Minotaur porn, right? Yes, absolutely. Leaving that in because, like, that's the most important. Um, as always, I like to remind everyone to stop by our forums at forums.grimreapergamers.com to see everything we're up to, as well as to follow us on Twitter at grgamers.com. Spell out the DOT. Uh, thank you, Valiant, for being on the show. Thank you, Disco, for being on the show. Disco Joker. I'm sorry. Yeah. Hey, I'll answer to whatever you call me. Excellent. Just don't put me in the gimp cage, and we're good. <laughs> good stuff Joe. Uh, thanks for having me on again all right and with that we are out of here stay safe and get your game on guardians out peace